You're listening to the Frugal Spender Podcast, where we have conversations about the one thing you've always been told not to talk about, personal finance. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Frugal Spender Podcast. This is episode number eight, and today I'm going to be diving into the very, very exciting world of budgeting. This is a subject that is so essential to the idea of taking control of your finances that whether you're a bit sad like me and really enjoy it, or the word just makes you cringe, it still needs to be done. Now, you may have heard me talk about budgeting in previous episodes, so you will know that I'm an advocate of zero-based budgeting. And this is a style of budgeting whereby you allocate every single penny before you get paid. And I truly believe that this is the most effective way to allocate your money and resources. I also strongly believe in the 50-30-20 budget, which is also known as the 50-30-20 rule, which is essentially a concept that helps people divide their money into different percentages. More on this later. But before we get going, I just want to say a huge thank you to everybody that is listening It still feels a bit strange putting a podcast out there because it's a medium that I use to absorb information myself to the point where I listen to multiple hours of content every single day, whether I'm at the gym or just driving somewhere. I love listening to information via audio and obviously you do too. So thank you for choosing my podcast, even if it is to just fill a bit of time in between day to day obligations. Okay, so why budget? Now, you may be thinking that budgeting is only for people that don't have much money and as a result need a detailed plan to make sure they can get by and allocate their limited resources accordingly. And truthfully, that is what I used to think too. A budget to me was something you did when you were panicking and needed to see what was going on financially. Just the other day, I was talking to somebody who was telling me that they're not worried about money, so they're not the kind of person that needs to be talking about budgeting. This implies that they have so much money that they don't even need a plan about where they're going to put their money every single month. Now, if that's how you think about budgeting, it's time for a mindset shift. The truth is that everybody needs a budget. Whether you are Elon Musk or somebody that is having to make some difficult decisions about paying their heating bills or food this year, everybody needs to know where their resources are going to be allocated. The bare bones of a household budget should look very similar regardless of your income. Sure, the amounts will differ and the percentages of your income allocated to certain categories are going to differ, but we all need to pay for the same stuff before we move on to spending on what you want as well as saving and investing. A budget just gives you a clear picture of what's happening with your money for the next month and year and so on. Now I can hear you now saying, but Brian, I don't want to feel restricted. And I would say to you, you should feel restricted without a budget, not with one. Because without a plan, you're relying on a vague sense of how much money you're going to have left to spend at any given time. And we all know how poor we are at judging things like that accurately. Being the complicated humans we are, we're much better at making excuses to spend rather than save. Now, ever since I have religiously budgeted with a written budget every single month, I really have felt a sense of freedom. By allocating money solely for having fun, I in no way feel bad or guilty about spending money on something that I have intentionally thought about and put money aside in a pot for a specific purchase. A frivolous purchase before budgeting would have made me carry around a sense of guilt on spending that money on something that could have potentially been used for something else. 
And in my case, it's because I have always had a lack mindset when it comes to money. And every now and again, I still feel it just a little bit. But by giving myself permission to spend money, I am slowly detaching myself from that unhealthy mindset. And using a budget every single month really helps me to do this. Okay, so what is a zero-based budget? So as I've already mentioned, the budget system that I always advocate is zero-based budgeting. And this is where your budget is completely balanced to zero before you spend a penny. You allocate every single pound to a category or cause, forcing you to be completely intentional. Think of it as earmarking your paycheck. You need to justify it to yourself, or if you're with a partner, you both need to justify where and why you're spending that money. This style of budgeting began in businesses and corporations to be as accurate and intentional as they could with their money, which makes perfect sense. So why would it work there and not well in your personal finances too? To start with, this style of budgeting can feel quite practically hard to do because as the balance gets down to zero, it feels like you have nothing left. But the more you do it, the more you realise actually you've given yourself so much more than you would have done had you not done it. The only personal disadvantage I would mention when it comes to zero-based budgeting is that it can be quite time-consuming in the beginning when you build your own spreadsheet and start from scratch. That being said, once you've done it for a couple of months, it literally takes five minutes to go over the budget and make any tweaks as needed. Now, I do have a budget spreadsheet that you can use on my website if you wanted a ready-made one, but it's not essential. Okay, so that moves me on to the second style of budgeting that I incorporate in my personal budgeting, and that is the 50-30-20 budget. The basic rule of thumb is to divide your monthly after-tax income into three spending categories. 50% for needs, 30% for wants, and 20% for savings or paying off debt. Now, these percentages are the upper limits, excluding the savings category, and that's the only one that is acceptable to go over. Obviously, if when you do your first budget, you realise that you're spending 70% of your take-home pay on your needs, you've at least identified the problem and then you can work on finding a solution. The percentages are a guideline to keep you on track with your money allocation. So then, that begs the question, what differentiates a need from a want from saving? So needs would include essential living expenses such as rent, mortgage, bills, food and transport to work. Wants would include discretionary spending such as eating out, shopping, trips and subscriptions. And finally, savings would include paying off debt beyond minimum payments or putting money into a savings account for short-term savings like a holiday or a new car or investments and pension funds. Now, the budget that I use utilises the best of both of these methods and I find that that really does keep me in the right lane. Now, if you're a beginner, I created a YouTube video where I break down my actual expenses so you can see the intricacies of how budgeting actually works. Just like I am with my investments, I am as transparent as I can be with this kind of stuff because I really do believe that the best way for people who feel like they have no clue what they're doing to get started is to see somebody actually doing it. So practically then, how should you budget? And this is where consistency comes in. You will need to do a budget before you get paid because you don't want to be backtracking. That's not a good way to allocate your money. The truth is for the first two to three months of doing it, you probably won't be very good. You will likely overestimate how much money you're going to save and you will definitely underestimate how much money you're going to spend on food. This is the trial and error stage where you will learn quite a lot. This stage can be reduced though by sifting back through old statements, probably about three months worth, 
just to find out where you're actually spending your money naturally before you've actually thought about the sort of budgeting stuff. And this is a good indicator of what you really do spend. And then you can make some intentional changes going forward. I like to do my budget about a week before payday. That way I know that I'm prepared. And if you're in a couple, make sure you involve your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife in that process. You need to be on the same page, literally. Because it won't work if you're both moving in different directions or have different goals with your money. Now I'll dive into this a bit deeper in a future episode where I'm going to be talking about dealing with money in relationships. Because I feel like I've got some good insight in this department. Going from somebody who was absolutely useless with money to the person who just won't shut up about it. So to put it simply, get started. Whip out some paper and a pen or create a beautiful spreadsheet. Whatever you prefer, it really doesn't matter. Work out exactly what comes into the household from absolutely everywhere, including salary, any benefits or money from side hustles. Then accurately work out your outgoings and separate the money into different sections from needs, wants and savings. Try and stick as closely as you can to the 50-30-20 rule and make sure the balance reaches zero. Do this every single month until it becomes a habit and before you know it, it's going to be on autopilot. Budgeting for me now really requires little effort. However, in the start, you do need to work at it a little bit more. And there it is, budgeting in a nutshell. Check out my YouTube video if you want to get some more insights into budgeting or just get a hold of me with any questions that you might have about it. Hopefully, if you don't currently budget, I've inspired you to get started or if you already do budget, this is just a gentle reminder that what you're doing is necessary and to keep up the good work. If you are enjoying the podcast, please make sure to leave me a review. It'd be nice to get some feedback and hopefully rise up the personal finance podcast ranks. Thanks again for listening. I will speak to you next time. Peace. Peace.